0: scruffy looking nerf herders welcome to records of the republic a podcast where we talk about all things star wars from canon to the eu to legends content and more we are your hosts wade and kevin and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you strap yourself in and don't get cocky as we embark on this journey together into the star wars universe Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. My name is Wade, and joined with me today, as always, is Kevin, the Sith to my Jedi. How are you, Kevin? Hello, hello. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Dude, I'm I'm just beat, to be honest with you. I'm exhausted. It's been a long week, and it's not even Friday yet. Almost. Yeah, we're almost there. That's true. I've been training this new kid at work again. I'm constantly training someone But He seems to be a good Good potential employee So I'm really hoping for it Um, And then Gene's birthday is today So happy birthday to my son Who turned two If you guys didn't see it plastered all over Twitter and Instagram Um, Happy birthday bud Kevin and Jess Got him a really really cool Mandalorian potato head Which (laughs) Of course, I'm gonna let him play with every once in a while, but it'll probably get played with more by me. <laughs> you gotta show him how to do it, yeah, that's right i gotta I gotta be the example, so pretty stoked about that. It's hard to believe he's two already, man, like I know the last couple of years just flew by before I know it. he'll be off to college, driving his own car, then getting married and you know it'll all pass by so quickly,
1: yeah, it will you know it's hard it's hard to keep that perspective sometimes, but it's the right perspective, yes, it is, that's right,
0: well, wow. we're pretty happy. We had a fun birthday party over the weekend, and good got birthday cake, which we've had tons of leftovers for, so
1: <laughs> what kind Not
0: that I need it? uh, just vanilla, um, we got a monster truck, no, no construction themed birthday cake nice so he got a bunch of hot wheels with it which was pretty cool it was a good cake too i'm not really a cake person like maybe that's controversial i'm much more of a pie person like i love pies
1: interesting i like cake but that you could definitely have some bad cakes you know like if it's too dry or
0: too sweet yeah I just you know. i don't know i don't know what it is about me but you, you wouldn't tell looking at me, but I do not like cake. <laughs> I love a good double chocolate cake. Ooh, that's the worst. I hate chocolate. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like strawberry. Strawberry cake is good. Yep, strawberry is like my ultimate favorite flavor. Nice. For anything nice. sweet. Okay. <sighs> so let's see what happened this week. Uh, we lost Ray Stevenson. Who is going to play Balin. Well, I guess he is still technically playing Balin Skull. Because I think they've got most of the... Most, if not all, of the film. I I assume they would have had to have all the filming done if it's releasing in August. Right. Yeah,
1: definitely post-production at this um, point. Maybe even
0: done. Yeah. So, Rip. You know, thoughts and prayers to his family um, and friends. It's never fun to lose someone. And I didn't realize all the different things he's been in. Um, me either. Like, I didn't know he was in Thor. He's actually my favorite character of all the Thor movies. Who? The, I got to look up his name, but he's the big redheaded bearded. He looks like a giant dwarf, like straight oh, out that's of, Lord of the rings. Yeah, that's him. That's Ray Stevenson. Wow. I had no idea, but he's like Doesn't my favorite. Like at all. Yeah. He's like my favorite character in the Thor. I mean, obviously Thor's cool. Like I like Thor, but like, Out of all the other characters in all those movies, he is absolutely my favorite. Because he just... He reminds me of, like... Except for his height, he reminds me of a dwarf in, like, Lord of the Rings or Dungeons and Dragons, that sort of thing. He's a Viking. Um, Yeah, kind of like... Well, yeah, I mean... But I'm saying, like, the way he dressed, the way he drinks... I mean, I I guess they're kind of Vikings influence the way dwarves appear in fantasy. Uh, Well,
1: it's all... He's a Viking because that's kind of where Thor
0: comes from. Well, yeah, they're Norse. They're Norse yeah. gods.
1: So I I always just assumed that's why they put him in there. Yeah, I mean, Looking that's like why that. he's in
0: there. But, yeah, he just... That was always my favorite character. So, yeah, he's cool. Uh, really excited to see uh, his performance as Balin Skull. Just disappointed that... You know, I saw there were quotes all over Twitter. Apparently he was like... Super, super, super excited to get to play not only in Star Wars but as a lightsaber wielding character. Yeah, I wonder what happened. I don't know. I half the time when, when people pass away, I don't actually look up to see what caused them to pass away. I just say, you know, that's awful. Definitely praying for their family, you know.
1: I don't think they released it anyway. Like a lot of times, you know, they don't Yeah, they that's don't really true. Say, Sometimes they which don't. I get. I would I wouldn't, I wouldn't.
0: no. Cause that's not the focus of it. You know, the focus yeah. is yeah, we lost him. So definitely praying for, for his family and friends um, on a different note and somewhat exciting. Apparently it has been released that Tamora Morrison is going to reprise his role as captain Rex in the Ahsoka series. Ooh, that's yeah. awesome. So kind of, Doing a little one eighty there regarding Ahsoka—that's that's that's pretty exciting to hear because yeah, we've all wanted it. I mean, I don't think there's anyone out there who's like, to you know, against that. Like, we want more Tamora Morrison altogether. However, you know what? However that looks, whether it's clones or Boba or Django or whatever.
1: I wonder if they'll give him the beard. I I mean, I
0: would assume so. I hope. I think that'll be cool. That would be the smart thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah. But so apparently that's the rumor. I don't know that it's yeah. been confirmed or not, but it's been passed along like left and right on Twitter as rumors tend to be. Um,
1: Give they, us live action Rex. Yeah.
0: That, I mean, we're going to be happy with it. I mean, I I didn't think Ahsoka could get any better, uh, you know, <laughs> in, in all honesty, based on what we've seen in the trailer. But that that definitely uh, that definitely added to my excitement for it. Yeah. Um, Very cool. So there's that. Um, let's see, I finished Jedi Survivor this week. Okay. At least the the main storyline. There's a lot of bonus goodies that I haven't found still that I'm working on finding, so I can say I unlocked everything. Um, fantastic game. By far, I would say, arguably the best story-driven Star Wars game, it, maybe even game, I've ever played. Um, so better than the first one. Oh, miles better. The only thing I didn't like and I actually saw someone else on Twitter ironically say the same thing. The only thing I didn't like is the uh the dash movement, you know, like in fallen order when you go to dash away from someone, you press I think it's circle for PlayStation and B for Xbox and it lets you like do the somersault almost roll kind of dash away from the attack. Yep. And they took that out for survivor. Oh, there's no reason. dash at all. There is a dash, but it, it just the the way it plays out, it's kind of clunky and it doesn't work as smoothly um, as Excellent. it did in Fallen Order. But story wise, I mean the the game had so many twists and turns. The game actually had me in tears at one point. Wow. Um, like I just I, I've never had that happen with a video game, but that is the kind of story that they told with this game. Um, so just incredible. Absolutely fantastic game. Uh, It's worth going and buying an Xbox S for. So now I've got to work through going back to all the previous maps I've been to and try and unlock all the crates and find all that stuff. Um, So I started from the beginning and did it on Coruscant. And I'm just going to take some time to maybe like once a week log on and try and go to a different planet and, you know, find what I can find. Um, but yeah, fantastic game. I'm really excited that they're going to make a third one. I don't know how they're going to top this one. Um, but very much looking forward to it and hopefully it won't be next gen only so that we can, (laughs) I don't have to go out and buy another system in order to play it.
1: It probably will be, and it will probably happen. They'll probably say it right as I buy a PS five or something. that would be your luck. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I can't even say
0: that. That would be Dylan's luck. Probably. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Finding out it wasn't... That was so funny, man, when we got that text. Yeah. I was cracking up. So I finished that. Uh, I actually read two books for the first time in weeks. I got through two books. Um, Shatterpoint, which was kind of interesting. If you guys haven't read it, it's centered around Mace Windu between... Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Some point during the the Clone Wars, and it really kind of gave me a different perspective on Mace. Like I always thought he was just kind of like this hard ass character who, um, you know, doesn't really have a heart. Doesn't really, you know, he's very strict about the code and you know Jedi and blah blah blah. Kind of just you know an a hole, but. This book shows a much softer side of him and kind of explains like, yeah, he is like that to an extent, but also there's this other side of him that doesn't quite get depicted in the movies well. And it shows that he he does have some compassion. Um, It was kind of a slow burn to begin with. Like the first half of the book was kind of hard for me to force myself to work through. But then the second half really started ramping up and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty enjoyable like i i think i can get behind listening to this um so he one thing that really stuck with me about the book is like all throughout the book he struggles with Django fett's death <coughs> like it haunts him that's interesting he has nightmares about killing Django. like he has this this appreciation for life as the Jedi do. And it never really quite gets depicted, but it kind of gave life to that scene where right after he chops Jango's head off, he immediately kind of looks down and is looking kind of somber. It gives a lot of uh, depth to that to that moment um, and kind of adds more to it, which was kind of cool now since we watched Attack of the Clones this week. Um, it was a perfect fit. Book wise, um, and what really kills me is like any time he hates to see clones uh, um, with their helmets off, because every time he does, he sees the face of the man he killed, and it it haunts him.
1: Yeah, I mean with Mace, I I think that he's only a jerk to Anakin. I I mean I haven't really seen him be rude to anybody else.
0: Well, I'm not not that he's rude. I think I I didn't like the way he handled Anakin. And maybe that's me taking arms up in defense of Anakin. He was a jerk to Anakin all the time. He was a total a-hole. Like, totally uncalled for. um, Just not cool. But yeah, this and (laughs) what really got me, is partway through the book, he got his ass beat bad by this one dude. And uh, I just sat there and went, "All right, I really like this book. I think that was the moment (laughs) when I was like, All right, I can kind of get behind this book. I would (laughs) read it. Which is bad. But yeah, I mean, it was a decent book. I gave it a 3.75 stars on my rating. Okay, fair. Um, He did get stabbed in the gut like Qui-Gon, but somehow survived. So that kind of bothered me. Um, Because if he could do it, why can't Qui-Gon, you know? But whatever.
1: Yeah, maybe it just depends on where you get
0: hit, where, where exactly it is. Yeah, I guess it hit his kidney instead of his liver. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but then I also read Labyrinth of Evil, uh, which was kind of interesting. It really has no relevance to canon whatsoever at this point. Um, it's kind of funny listening to Obi Wan talk to Anakin through labyrinth uh because he kind of reverts back to his old master and apprentice thing it's it was just funny to me um after reading brotherhood and seeing that kind of reflection of their Mm -hmm. relationship where obi-wan's kind of shifting from master and apprentice to all right now we are equals in a sense and i have to treat anakin like that and then we jump to this book and it's like he gave up on that Completely, he said, "Nope, Anakin's gonna need all the correction he can get." <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't have enough patience for this. I have to tell him.
1: That's uh, that's written by Luciano. Yes, that's the same guy that wrote um, Dark Lord, the Vader book that I read recently. Yes. Yeah, same. So guy. he
0: read two. He wrote two of the three Darth Vader trilogy uh, books because there's technically they count. Revenge of the Sith as the second it was the original and then you've got the Dark Lord um book which is a sequel to that but then you also have this Labyrinth of Evil which is a prequel to Revenge of the Sith gotcha um and it was it was you know it was okay um I like his ability to describe things and paint a a really good detailed picture of what's going on yeah um but that said, the, the biggest hurdle for me on this book was the fact that there's no relevance to canon whatsoever at this point. Um, is it a good story? Yes. Um, but they've officially canceled everything that happened in that book out with the Clone Wars. Which is different from other EU books, uh, like Shatterpoint even, uh, where technically what happened in Shatterpoint could have happened at some point within the Clone Wars. Um, but Labyrinth of Evil was all leading up to um, Revenge of the Sith, like literally up to the Battle of Coruscant. Um, and so, that, you know, there were just, there were too many discrepancies for me to be like, all right, well, yeah, it's a cool book, it's interesting, it's, it's cool that it's set in the Star Wars universe and at some point might have mattered, but there's really no relevancy of it at this point at all. And there can't be. Um, so. I gave it three stars, because it was well-written. There's no question in my mind about that. But, and unfortunately, like, I'm, I'm listening to the Revenge of the Sith novelization at this point, like, right now. Um, and it's good. It's very, very detailed, which I like. Um, but again, there are discrepancies between that and the movie. Um, that have kind of irked me or bothered me. I like it because they give a lot more detail. Like, the first two or three chapters of it was just the Battle of Coruscant in space. Which was really cool. I really, really liked that. Um,
1: no spoilers for me on some of the stuff that's not in the movie, because that book is
0: near the yeah, top I won't, of my list. I won't go into detail about things that are different. I mean, essentially, the book just expands upon the movie. Kind of like but, the game. Yeah, but better. The game didn't really do a lot. Um, I love that game. The game was just, well, the game was fun. That's what I was about to say. Like, the game was a fantastically fun game to to play through. But it didn't really add much, in my opinion, to Revenge of the Sith. Versus this book goes into great detail about each scene that we see in the movie. And it almost makes me upset that we didn't get this book as the movie. But Mm. obviously there's, there's so much that you have to cut out to make the movie viewable. Um, But I mean, that's the kind of detail it goes into and it's very well done, but they're just, and really it's, it's more of little nuances here and there that are bothering me. The overall picture so far and the overall storyline lines up pretty much exactly with the movie, but they're just these little, little nuances here and there that are just like, Oh, that hurts my nerd heart. So but it's not too bad. I'll finish that probably in the next week. You worked awesome. on anything this week?
1: Uh, the only thing I had time to do this week was play Breath of the Wild. Um, oh. and, yeah, I, I, my friend sent it to me and uh, I paused um, Knights of the Old Republic to play that Just I've been waiting to play it for a long time. But So good. I haven't had time for anything else, honestly. I mean, we have the kids party on, um, on Saturday. We did a joint, I mean, their birthdays are, uh, like a month and a half apart. So we, um, rented out some space at this like mini golf, go kart type place. Okay. Um, had a great time. Um, and then my cousin ended up coming. They traveled kind of far to come to the party. So we were like, well, you're driving 4 hours total like round trip to be at a party for an hour and a half. Why don't you come hang out with us if you want to? Right. Um so they did we ended up getting some Chinese food and and they hung out for a little while, which was a lot of fun. I love I love when they come when they come by. Absolutely. And then Sunday uh Jess did a maternity photo shoot for one of her friends. So we we went out to the beach that day and hung out with them a little bit after the photo shoot. So um, we just didn't really have time to, to chill very much. Right. And then this week has been more of the same, you know, baseball, you know, we, we've been last night, we put together a new dresser for the baby. Um, so I, I don't, I haven't had any time to read my book. I'm hoping to this weekend, but who even knows about that? You know, it's Memorial Day weekend. We got plans, right. so it's the busy. It's a busy time of year for us. So, um,
0: but you got to play Breath of the Wild, and that's big because that's a wonderful it's fun. Game. Yeah, I've never played a Zelda game before,
1: and I'm really enjoying it.
0: See, I was in the same boat, and that's when that's the one Penny introduced me to, and I can remember like late nights when I had to stay at the hotel late or something like that, and I was sitting in my office or I was waiting for her to come pick me up or something like that. Like, I'd bring the Switch with me and play in my office.
1: <laughs> imagine, I, I imagine if I had a Switch when I was working the the hotel.
0: Oh, it used have, to... it made the overnight shift so much easier for me.
1: Well, for the, when I worked overnight, I used to bring my laptop with me. Right. And I, would, I would watch a movie, or I would play uh, original Battlefront 2.
0: I was constantly watching Rebels and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, I watched some Rebels watched a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, it, it was nice because I watched some movies and stuff that I probably otherwise wouldn't have watched, like right. uh, Pick of Destiny, which I'm glad I watched it. I thought that movie was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot going on with me, man. Kind of sad. I mean, we got the last little bit of the baby stuff out of our room. so. Mm. But it's also nice because it, she has a fully set up
0: right, right. now. Um, for the guys, first time, you guys get your space and
1: yeah, it makes yeah. a difference. It's just always going to be bittersweet. Oh, sure. You know, she's, she's talking a little bit more now. Well, especially, you know, I
0: mean, this is the first time you've been able to go through that. Right. It's, it's the only so, time yeah, too. that makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, it does. It, it's, it's definite. it definitely feels right. Like we both definitely feel content with the decision to not have any more kids, but it right. still is kind of bittersweet.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I don't blame you for feeling that way at all.
1: Work's been a lot, you know. I've been I've been busy. And I'm going right. to have to go through a um, an interview process. We're going to hire a new supervisor, so I have to head up that process. And it's I love Ooh. doing it. It's one of my favorite things, and I don't get to do it a lot. Right. But it is resource intensive. Oh, so, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just. Not a lot of rest going on. I think I got... Last night was the first good night of sleep that I feel like I've gotten in a while.
0: Well, that's good that you got it.
1: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's it. You know, boring but not
0: boring at the same time. Nah, busy. Yeah. Constantly busy. Yeah, I've had weeks like that. We're about to go... uh, We're about to have a good couple of weeks because we're going to go to see Ed Sheeran on Saturday down in Atlanta. Awesome. Um, And then we're staying at my uncle and aunt's house in South Carolina on the way back. And then from there we get Monday off, obviously uh, from Memorial day, but then Friday her aunt flies in from Arizona and we're going out to Tennessee for the week. So, well, for the weekend slash week, so I'll have like a three day work week next week, um, and then I get like five or six days off straight, which will be Sweet. wonderful. Yeah, I'm so stoked. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Like, I need the I need the vacation right now. <laughs> well,
1: sounds like it'll be fun but busy. I mean, the concert sounds like it'll be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Penny's pretty excited about that. I'm kind of like, eh. It's a concert. Some red head up on stage that she's crazy about, and would he's probably, got some good songs. He's got some great songs, no question about it. I'm just not a concert guy for the most part. Oh, really? Yeah, unless it's unless like it's skillet. Yeah, unless I was gonna say, unless it's like a hand. There, there are like a handful of bands or artists that I might be like super into. Otherwise, for me, it's like, eh, it's a concert. I'm gonna listen to some good music. I might grab a beer or you know a snack, a hot dog or something, and. Yeah, concerts never were really my thing. I like sporting events more. Sporting events and movies.
1: Yeah, I enjoy those too. You know, I I don't. It for me, it doesn't get better than a good concert.
0: Well, that's fair to each I love their concerts. own. Yeah, right. There's enough entertainment out there for everyone, Kevin.
1: Yeah, I like all of it. That's good. I like the concerts, the movies, the sporting
0: events. Well, speaking of movies. I believe we just finished another movie.
1: I'd say we did. Did you ask it. it,
0: finish it? What do you mean? Uh, I ask because I didn't quite finish everything. No, I did. I watched it. I, I love that movie. I got through a majority of it, but like as they were panning off, I think around like the where, you know, Yoda and Mace and Obi Wan are talking and they're showing all the clones like lining up on Coruscant and getting onto the ships and stuff like that. I, I dozed off in that section, what? but it's not like a consequential, like I don't think it it would have affected my ratings. That's one of my favorite parts. It's a cool scene. Absolutely. Like no question about it. Uh, I've watched
1: just... it like three times in the last couple of months though. So, I mean, I, I watched it, but I definitely didn't, it didn't have my attention a hundred percent of the time, but it never does. That's part of, that's part
0: of my comments in here. Well, my problem was I was just it was so late at night when I watched it Mm. that I started by the time I got to that part, I was dozing like it was hard for me to stay awake. So
1: one thing that was interesting that I found with my ratings is I would put a rating and then I would type out my justification for it. And then I would be like, no, I think this rating might need to be higher.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So this is an interesting one. See, I did the opposite. I would give it a rating and I was like, and I'd try and compare it to like how I rated the Phantom Menace. And I'd say, well, no, I didn't think that was nearly as good as the way the Phantom Menace did it. See, so, yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't do rating. that. I, I tried to not do it too much, but I had to be honest, like with myself and, you know, I've got to have something to grade it against like Phantom Menace. I didn't have anything to grade it against. I just had to go with it. But now that I'm starting to do these ratings, I kind of have the ability to grade it against what I've rated other things and why I rated them. Yeah. I mean, there
1: are definitely areas where I think you have to do it. Yeah. But if I didn't have to, I tried
0: not to. That's fair. So before we get into the ratings, anything you noticed about the movie that stood out to you that you liked, disliked? Um well I guess I'll go into
1: my honorable mention because it didn't fit into any of the categories really sure. but I think it's worth noting is that if we ranked dialogue this would be low on the list <laughs> yeah which I think is why this has such a high scores because the things that I would critique about this movie really aren't covered in the in the rating system that we have but yeah this oh, is some so of yeah, it... I
0: kind of did I kind of did uh include it in some of the really yeah I guess you could justify it in plot or overall entertainment, but I did see for dialogue. I look at characters because it's not just the character himself. It's also how is the character portrayed and how does it interact with others? Like, so I count characters and plot when I'm looking at things like dialogue.
1: (laughs) We're going to have different ratings. Then (laughs) We're going to have very different ratings, which is
0: fun. I think that's the that's the point of it. Because I didn't
1: I didn't include dialogue. I just went straight character.
0: That's fair. Yeah, so what did like, you put? Well, first, I want to say that I hated everything about Anakin and Padme. Oh, see, that's one of my favorite things about this. With movie. their with their dialogue, yeah, I actually I actually hated bad. it. Like it was it was it was really really cringy, and I never realized it. Like even even watching Attack of the Clones like six months ago, I probably never realized it because I was looking at it purely from a nostalgic point of view. And it's for me, it's one of those like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, watch this because I know the next scene is going to show Obi-Wan on Geonosis or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, uh eh, you know, it's not that bad. It's whatever. But when I actually sat down and listened to everything that was being said and the interactions between them, I was like, oh, oh, this hurts. This is really bad. <laughs> um, but one thing that did stand out that I really thought was kind of funny. So, when Anakin and Padme are talking on Naboo over dinner, and he's talk, you know, he does the whole force thing with the pair and whatever. Mm-hmm. He had been talking something about like aggressive negotiations at the table. And she asks, What is that? And that's when he says, Well, it's negotiations with the lightsaber. And when I heard that, it all clicked for me because that's the whole. When they're in the pit in Geonosis and Padme tells Anakin this is aggressive negotiation, you know, they have their little quick moments. I love that. I love that. I was part. like I was like, Oh, that's where that comes from. That makes so much sense. So I actually did enjoy that portion of dialogue for that reason. Like that that did bump up the dialogue in my mind just a little bit. Just a tiny tiny bit. Yeah. And Watto, for whatever reason, like Watto, I really, really enjoyed <laughs> on Tatooine. Really, I hate Watto. Yeah, <laughs> I hated him in Phantom Menace, but just him sitting there as a bum, like you can tell he's down on his luck. Uh, you know, he's lost a lot of things. He's not clean shaven. Yeah, he deserves he's... it. <laughs> but when he sits there and he realizes he's Anakin, he's like, "Oh, Annie!" You know, like super. Like it was just, I don't know. I just really liked. Wato in this movie. Yeah. And I agree. He did deserve what he had coming to him. But anyway. Alright, well let's go into the ratings. What did okay. you put for characters? <laughs> uh I gave it a five. Oh no. You
1: gave characters a perfect score? Yes. So let me Oh basically Oh no. I said we have basically the same crew as the Phantom Menace, except for Maul and qui and but now we have Hayden and Christopher Lee who play two of the best characters plus clones, phase one as well which is my favorite phase and Owens, Django, and Kid Boba Those are some A-list characters
0: They are, they are I'm not well, yeah, kind of I I gave it 3 out of 5 Okay
1: But, I mean, you also included dialogue. I feel like if you didn't include dialogue, you'd have a higher score.
0: Well, I feel like dialogue is a big portion of the characters and who they are. You know, we get to see how the characters think based on their dialogue. I don't disagree with that. I guess... We just have different viewpoints on how to rate characters. Right. Right. Because yeah, I think like for half the movie almost, I sat there going, Oh, this is not great. And then the other half would pan over to Obi Wan and it'd be like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and then it'd pan back to Padme and Anakin, and I was like, Oh. So like it was a it was an emotional roller coaster over here, man. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, I mean it, it wasn't awful. It wasn't the worst. We didn't have a lot of Jar Jar. Um I almost think Jar Jar would have probably been better, like if he had gone as a chaperone for Anakin and Padme. To Nebu, oh, like that—that that would have been perfect. You want to talk about the best cock block in the world? oh no fans. <laughs> yeah, I just—that would be—that would be fantastic. I, I think that would have fixed everything because then all of the cringy bad uh, dialogue would have made sense. No, because it, Jar Jar was there. It would have
1: happened, and then it would have had some stupid remark by him to make it even <laughs> yeah, worse. But, but at least
0: I would have laughed. Yeah, I guess so. You know, what, you know what I'm saying. Like, there would have been some comedic relief, and like, okay, yeah, this is bad, but Jar Jar's here, like, you know, getting his head stuck in a toaster. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I think that would have that would have changed. You know, if Jar Jar had been on Naboo, I probably would have given characters a four. Wow, I'm just right. saying. I love Jar Jar. I love me some Jar Jar, man. All right. Well, what All about right, music? Music I gave it a 4.5. Ooh, close to me. Okay, why? Because I I could actually hear like the way they they did the music. Um it really really in my opinion matched the scenes extremely well. 100%. Um whether it was Obi-Wan exploring, getting onto Kamino, it felt like music that I mean it, like I don't know how to describe it other than it just it felt like it fit. Even with the bad dialogue mm-hmm. in Naboo and with Padme and Anakin, like the dark serious, then sometimes uplifting music when Padme talks and you know, it was just it it added to what the conversation was supposed to be it gave this it gave it this serious tone of them trying to discuss what a potential relationship would look like despite his restrictions as a jedi and you know i just i feel like every single time we moved to a different scene the music was just it was perfectly matched um to whatever was going on on screen and i really for whatever reason the music stuck out to me so much more than it did in Phantom Menace. Like I can hear the music in my head right now in certain scenes. So I, I just, it really, really stuck with me. Um, so yeah, I had to give it a
1: 4.5. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very similar. I have it at a 4.2, uh, um, across the stars is, is one of my favorite tracks yep. from any star Wars movie. Definitely my favorite from this movie. Um, I think it just perfectly captures their relationship. It's like the, the, it's clearly a love song. Like it's romantic, but there's also like a sadness to it. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I definitely hear that song and I'm like, this is like, they, this, they love each other, but we all know how this is going to end. And I think the song,
0: it's like that forbidden love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I just think it really does a good job and their relationship is one of my favorite parts of star Wars because they're just such a interesting
0: couple. Once we get to clone wars and revenge of the Sith, I agree. Yeah.
1: Um, and then I also always love the duel of the fates reprise. I don't know what song it's part of, but it's the scene when he's, um, traveling on the speeder to, uh, find his mom. And I really, I really think that that is such a great use of that song. Because it, it's another example of a duel of the fates. If his mom's alive and he can save her, we end up with a very different story outcome. Yeah, absolutely. For the even you know in Revenge of the Sith and everything. Stupid
0: Tuskins. Um,
1: and then the music when he's about to start killing them—it's like chilling, you know. Um, very suspenseful. Like it's just rage and and you know. The, the music just does a really good job of capturing
0: his, well, em- I've always, his emotions. I've always enjoyed the ominous, like, marching music at the very end. Ironically, the one section that I didn't get to watch mm. um, when the clones are, like, lining up and getting onto the transports and the war is officially starting, like, I've always loved that. Yeah. The, just the tail end of the That's a the great movie. one. I, I feel like it's a perfect wrap-up uh, to what happened in the movie, while also saying, well, here's the next leg of the journey uh, as we start the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Definitely, I'd agree casting. with that. Great score. I mean, it it really, it's, it's better than The Phantom Menace. I mean, The Phantom Menace had Duel of the Fates, but like we talked about last week, what else?
0: Yeah, that was the main thing that really carried that movie for us. Yep. You know, we didn't have anything that really stuck out much more than that. They definitely stepped up their games in between movies.
1: I had listened. I just I had happened to listen the other day to I was kind of busy at work, but and I wanted to have something on, but I didn't really know what I wanted to listen to. So I threw on some like lo-fi Star Wars music and they did a uh, across the stars cover. That was probably one of my favorites from the from the playlist. It, it really worked. It really was nice.
0: You have to send that to me so I can listen to it sometime.
1: I'll send it to you right now. That'll work. How did you feel about the effects?
0: 4.25. Okay. Um, the effects were phenomenal. I loved the flying. Uh, specifically with obi Wan Starfighter and Django's. Like, that whole scene always ends up being one of my favorites. You know, there wasn't too much throughout the movie where I sat there and I watched it and I was like, yeah, that's obviously, like, CGI that may not have been the greatest CGI. Um, the Republic gunships, fantastic. Love those. I love the whole Battle of Geonosis. Um, so anything with like flying ships, I'm usually a fan of. But so I had to give it a high rating because okay. there really wasn't too much that I saw like while watching it that I was like, eh, that that really looks kind of clunky or not as polished as I would have liked. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't like the perfect uh cgi but it was it was pretty pretty well done
1: i pretty much agree i had it at a 3.3 though um i I mean i think that that's still a good score i i had the cgi 3po was really the only cgi that i think back to and it genuinely bothers me
0: like from genosis like
1: the factory yeah i hate it
0: yeah I mean, it, it was bad, but that one was going to be really hard to to do.
1: I think they could have pulled it off. I, I, I mean, I get it. I just, I, I think it looked really bad.
0: That, in fact, might have been the only part of the CGI that I don't like yeah. out of the movie. Um, I
1: feel like Yoda was great. The Geonosians were great. The Kamen Owens were great. The clones were great. But they weren't, like, I think for the time they were great. But, I mean, if you look look at it now... it You can tell. I mean, it looks video gamey at times. And then one thing that I wanted to make sure we talked about with the effects, seismic charge.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I should count that under music (laughs) or effects. Music. Yeah. Music to my ears. (laughs) Dude, I would listen to that on repeat. Um, Like, that is probably one of the most iconic Star Wars sounds of all time.
1: It's one, like, even my kids, when I'm, like, maybe I'm watching it alone, they'll stop and
0: listen to it and watch it. Yeah. I mean, there's something about, I don't know how they created it, and that's something I'm probably going to look up on YouTube tonight. But there's just something about that sound that just, especially in the moment when you're watching the screen and you're seeing what happens on, on TV, like, oh my gosh. Yep. It was just, it is the best uh audio to visual connection i've ever seen yeah it was it, it, i can't explain it fitting any better than it does like it just it was perfect and we got that again in book of boba fett was it mm-hmm. or mandalorian season two
1: i think it was i think it was i think it was both yeah it's, it's shown up a couple times didn't we get it yeah in because
0: we got it with the sarlacc pit in book of boba fett right but then I think we also got it in Mandalorian season two. Haven't we got it in animation too? No, that's possible. I don't remember. I don't know. But yeah,
1: I think but that that was a fantastic awesome. effect. <laughs> and I, so I think overall the effects were good. They just weren't like amazing.
0: See, I had to give it a higher score than Phantom Menace. Cause I think they were more polished than Phantom Menace. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I guess that's fair. I think they're pretty close. But...
0: Um, uh, I think there were more things that stuck out to me um, in *Phantom Menace* than there were in *In uh, Attack of the Clones*.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, th- I think it's fair. I just think you're wrong. How about okay. how about plot?
0: <laughs> uh, I put a three. Okay. Yeah, it, it to me it, it was it was okay. It's it's decent. It's not the worst plot, but again, some of the dialogue and everything was just like, oh my gosh. um, It was just not good. Like the whole, almost everything with Anakin and Padme could have been re, and I think if they had redone it differently and not talked about Sand and, you know, (laughs) what politician she grew up loving or kissing or whatever uh, before he went off to art school or, You know, stuff like that. I'm just like, I don't care about any of this. But then the other half of the plot is Obi-Wan discovering this secret clone army and then having to fight this badass Mandalorian bounty hunter who we find out, oh, he's wearing the same armor as that one dude in the original trilogy. I wonder if they're related. And then sure enough, he's got a kid named Boba. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like that plot was fantastic. But then you switch back. To the plot line where Anakin's like, "I don't like sand. It's rough and coarse, and it gets yeah." You know everywhere. what though? It's we like, got to shout what out the
1: heck? We got to shout out Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen because they delivered the hell out of those lines.
0: The,
1: uh, the lines were. I don't. The
0: lines were I don't terrible. know that you can. I don't think you can deliver the yes, hell out can. of terrible
1: lines. You sure can. <laughs> I, I and they did.
0: I. I don't. I mean. I, they took their job seriously if that's what you're therapy. saying all right i, I so guess
1: here's what you need to do pot like mute the movie and, okay. and see if pretend you haven't heard the lines you don't know what the lines are mute the movie watch the scene and see if if you if like if you can buy it by what like, the emotion of the scene
0: i'm not going to the store where they sell that i mean it's just not good <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying
1: anything. I'm not going. I'm not going to respond to you if you're going to be like <laughs> I,
0: that. I, I can try it for you. I'll try it, but no. If you don't want to do just, it, don't do it. No, I'll do it for you, Kevin. I don't. Want I won't you to do, do, it do it for everyone. Me. Well, I'm doing it for you. All right. I just, man, I. I'm not saying that the emotion wasn't there.
1: They delivered. I'm not saying
0: they, they did the best. That they're, they're bad doing. actors, but I'm saying I, I'll give you this. They did the best with what they were given. That's all I'm trying to say. They, okay, fair enough. They did the best with what they were given, but when you're given crap, it still doesn't make it good.
1: Yeah, a pile of crap is still a pile of crap. I get it, but right, that's there, what, that's all. Would I'm you rather? <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop this one. <laughs> no, I want to hear what you have to say, Kevin. Go on. There are levels. Like if you if you have piles of crap, there would you rather have a pile of diarrhea that you have to work with, or would you rather have you know like
0: a regular pile? Or Kevin. That is the stupidest I analogy I've ever it, heard. You
1: made me say it,
0: <laughs> dude. A pile of crap's a pile of crap. I don't care. I don't want to deal with it. Period. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't care if it's diarrhea. Listen, I'm not or responsible for if this. I wasn't going to solid, say it. healthy. I, I just. I don't want to deal with it. You know. Neither do I. So no, I gave the plot a three. What did you give it? Three point three. Okay, They're pretty right. close. We're, we're actually, ironically, we're pretty close on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there were some really cool things. You had the secret clone army, the Death Star yeah. plans at the end. Yeah, absolutely. The Battle of Geonosis, Yoda versus Dooku. Um,
0: pretty much everything except what happened on Naboo.
1: Yeah, I mean, so this is this is kind of where I think why my ratings are high, and why I disagree with my own ratings because so. <laughs> I feel well cuz I'm going to give sense. you a spoiler my overall rating for this is a little bit higher than the Phantom Menace but I wouldn't put this ahead of the oh, Phantom no. Menace. Oh no.
0: You have to though I if understand. you're rating it.
1: But listen Oh my gosh. I definitely feel that this movie is too long. I think it's way too long. It, it every time I watch it Well yeah, I, they
0: probably could have cut out some of Naboo and Tatooine <laughs> and it would have been fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I and I think that if this movie stood alone it would be less interesting, and the ratings would be way lower. But
0: well, that's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it tells an interesting story, um, but I wouldn't say it advances everything a ton. And here's the hot take here: Dare I call this George Lucas filler?
0: Oh, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't like that at all, Kevin. Think about it. Uh, think about it. I don't like that. I mean, I, I would agree that maybe there is some filler in yeah. it. I'm not saying, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the movie's filler. I, I'm saying George Lucas
1: filler. Like if George Lucas had a filler movie, filler content, it would be this.
0: <laughs> oh, because but you can't have fillers in movies. You sure can. I, I think it would be that, this. That shouldn't. No, movies are supposed to be the top tier. Like I'm not saying
1: he intended level for of TV. excellence.
0: Ah, oh, that hurts.
1: I'm not. I don't, like I don't that. think that I'm wrong. I'm not going to be able to sleep all
0: night thinking about that, Kevin.
1: I don't think that I'm wrong. This is a setup movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of. I don't think that.
1: I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. That's, but that's. Isn't that what a fit? Like, if if it stands alone, it's probably not going to be as good. But in the grand scheme of the rest of the story, it's great.
0: Okay. I can get where you're coming from. Right. For overall entertainment, what did you give it? 3.8. Oh, we're almost right on. I gave it a 3.7. Yeah, five. I
1: mean, I feel like these, these plot and overall entertainment are where I can kind of make up some ground from the high... Because I, I stand by my scores in the beginning, like characters and music and stuff. But I right. think that these two categories kind of allow us to bring it back down to earth a little bit. I, I would call this the most underrated Star Wars movie and among the most important... Because of what it does for the rest of the, the saga. And it sets up and opens the door for the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, I could agree with that. I love seeing all the Jedi at Battle
0: of Geonosis. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: The fights between Dooku, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Yoda. Dual-wield Anakin uh, was awesome. Yeah. Kamino is awesome. It's it's long, even though you know all of it matters. I agree that we could do without some of the Naboo stuff. But at the same time... I feel like that has to be somewhere because if it's not, then what
0: happens in Revenge of the Sith matters less No, but I think they could have just done it differently or better. I'm not saying you don't have to have Naboo, but I'm saying some of the dialogue you could have picked for that. Yeah. Could have been better. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a solid movie. Um, Nice. I can hear that. (laughs) I don't know. I I really am torn because I don't like that this score is higher than The Phantom Menace because I don't think that this is a better movie than The Phantom Menace. I think maybe it's our scoring leaves room for that to happen. I don't know. Uh,
0: Mine didn't. Mine's a lower score overall. What's your overall score? 18.5. What did you have Phantom Menace at? Like nineteen point five or something like that. Okay,
1: mine's nineteen point six.
0: Yeah, yeah, you beat
1: Phantom Menace. But it's only point six higher than what I put Phantom Menace
0: at. That's uh, still point six more than it should it be. Sure is. <laughs> but that's why I wanted to do this ratings because I think we're going to be surprised down the road, like what other movies might score much higher than we expected. You know what
1: we should do. Right now, except
0: when I when I rate Last Jedi, I'm giving it all zeros. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to you have to be <laughs> honest about it. You have to be fair.
1: Um, I think what we should we should do before next week, well before we watch Revenge of the Sith, is go through and rank everything according to what we think it will turn out to be. Like, because I know that I can I can honestly go back and say that I would have had Phantom Menace a higher higher than Attack of the Clones. So I'll put that. I'll do it and it will be as if we hadn't done the first two yet.
0: Ooh, I'm not making any predictions online.
1: You should and, and see I, where you fall.
0: I don't want to I, I think I'll be too influenced by what I'm hoping. You don't already know what your ranking would be? No. That's what I that's what I'm trying to say. Like I am going I have never thought about it more than just a simple conversation of, hey, what's your top three favorite? Like I've never really thought about actually sitting down and ranking these based on any kind of judging or scoring whatsoever. So when I go into watching these, I'm going in much more analytically than I ever have just to try and come up with scores
1: well, for that too. movie.
0: But I know where so it, I don't, I know where I would have thought it, it fell. I don't. Cause as a kid, I probably would have told you I liked attack of the clones better and would have ranked it higher than Phantom Menace.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, all right, well you don't have to, but I'm going to go through and, and rank them and, and see yeah, how go for my it. final I list compares.
0: I'm just saying like if I were to if I were to look at it right now and try and come up with rankings or, you know, predictions, I feel like I might go into watching the movie jaded I'm really trying just to go into the movie thinking, "All right, how does this movie look in comparison to the last two movies that I watched? Okay, how am I going to rate it accordingly?" Yeah. And that's it. That's all I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to go in, you know, obviously I know certain things are going to happen, but I also pick up things that I didn't like both movies so far. I've picked up things that I've never picked up before, you know, so that's I think why I'm trying to go in without any expectations or ideas of how I'm going to view it.
1: Well, you're going to have a challenge this upcoming week, because if you're listening to the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, you ha- I think that you probably need to operate as if that isn't happening.
0: I would agree. Um, well, the thing the thing there, though, is that I'm not a big fan of the novel so far. So I don't think it'll affect my viewing of the movie whatsoever. Yeah, all right. Because the, the novel just isn't really, it is not doing it for me yet. Interesting. Like, there are some things that I really like about it. But because of the discrepancies, I'm like, eh, I don't really have much of an opinion on it other than it's okay and I need to read more of it to have an opinion on it. But I will have a rating by next week for both the movie and the book.
1: I'm excited for it.
0: It'll be interesting. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to kind of compare the two. It's going to be all
1: fives Um, for me. Nope. Perfect score.
0: Definitely not for me. Perfect score. I know there are things that I – I already know there are things that I'm going to sit here and go, no, I don't really like that.
1: From Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear that.
0: Yeah, which is kind of – again, it's one of those things that I've never really thought about until I started saying, okay, let's do the ratings. Because now that I start looking at things like this, I'm actually looking at the movie and saying, okay, because I've always been one of those rose-colored glasses when it comes to the prequels. So like I always ignored the things that weren't great or didn't that I didn't like and always just upheld those things that I really, really did like. And so I've always kind of focused on those. But the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, yeah, there, there are some things that I think just weren't as great maybe here and there. You're
1: going to come out of this series that we're doing hating Star Wars.
0: <laughs> no, I will never hate <laughs> Star Wars because I, I, I love everything except, you know, I'm not crazy about some of the sequel stuff. But, you know, what it, what would be really funny is, is if I came out of this and my ratings ranked the sequels higher than any of the others.
1: Yeah, you know, what would be cool is if at the end we go through the total for uh, each trilogy and rank the trilogies.
0: Ooh, ooh. Kevin, look at you coming up with ideas that might be on the fly. That I would think be we awesome know how they'll see.
1: fall. I mean, I'd be I think for both of us the sequels would end up being third, but um I think we might be surprised by how the Close OT and the, the prequel trilogy fall.
0: Yeah, that's possible. I'm game. And as we invited everyone last week, y'all give us your ratings. Go down go sit down, plan out some time. To watch these movies, we've tweeted them before. Uh, We can retweet them for you guys. But go use these ratings and try and figure out what your idea of these movies are. Because you might be surprised by uh, what the rating is that you give it at the end of the day. And how it stacks up uh, compared to the other movies.
1: Definitely. We would love to see that. And talk to you about it.
0: Phantom Menace, better than Attack of the Clones, according to me. According to Kevin, Attack of the Clones, better than Phantom Menace.
1: I accept what you're saying, but I I also would like it to go under review.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. We will be attacking Revenge of the Sith next week. This has been Attack of the Opinions uh, for Attack of the Clones. If you guys want to, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Reddit, uh, we are on all of those pretty reg- regularly at records of the Republic. Um, you can also reach out to us via email. Uh, our email is republic at gmail.com. We actually just got this past week. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but we got a really cool audio clip um, by rural farm boy. So shout out to RFB. Um, and it was really, really interesting. Like, I, I always love when RFP sends us stuff. I think he's done it a couple of times now. And I always love listening to I love listening to him call into other podcasts as well. Um, like he does with FACPA and some of the others out there. But I uh, appreciate you reaching out to us, RFP. If you want to send us something that you want us to, uh, to share with other listeners on our podcast, just let me know in the email and we will be more than happy to. I meant to try and get what you sent us. Um, prepared, excuse me, brain fart, uh, prepared to play. And I just, I ran out of time this week. I totally spaced it, but I did listen to what you had to say. Um, and so definitely keep sending us stuff. And same for the rest of you guys. If you guys ever want to send us a voicemail or an email um, that we can share with others, just shoot it over to republic at gmail.com. Uh, Other than that, Kevin, do you have anything else? No. I think that's about it, guys. As always, may the Force be with you, and remember, this is the way.